welcome to My C5 Life, a podcast where we talk about life with a disability. This is your host, Lindsay Knott, coming to you live from my wheelchair. I obtained my spinal cord injury as a teenager, which sees me getting around on four wheels instead of two legs. Through this podcast, I will share my lived experience of life with a disability and how we can improvise, adapt, and overcome life challenges. Um, thanks, um, thanks for joining, Tev. Um, no problem. <laughs> so this is going to be a very giggly uh, podcast, I think. Um, so we have known each other for the past several months. I have. Do you remember how we met? Because it was the weirdest introduction that I've ever done with a support worker. <laughs> well, it was Paddy's day. So one of our biggest days of our year. Yeah. Um, being Irish and all. Being Irish and everything. So we had nothing planned really, to be honest. And then... One of the girls that I hang around with said, oh, we'll go into Irish Murphy's for a couple of drinks. And I was like, well, I have to work tonight, so I have to be careful. I met a new client. I've never met him. <laughs> so on and so forth. And walked into Irish Murphy's and we were walking around and there was this fella in the corner in a wheelchair. And I was like, lads, I'm pretty sure this is the guy I'm going to this evening. They're like, nah, there's no way, no way he'd be in a pub like this surrounded by people. So I was like, no, nah, I'm going over asking him. And I was like, is that you, Lindsay? And she you just looked at me like I had 10 heads. And you're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm Tiffany. I'm coming to meet you and put, sort you out tonight. And he was like, oh, Jesus. So <laughs> that's how we met. Yes. Yes. And I had already been out several hours earlier that, yeah. that afternoon. So we had a couple of drinks in the already. I had three or four bombers under my, under my belt. And you I was did. dressed up like a leprechaun dancing on that stage in yeah. front of the band. Yeah. You had the my, hat and the, the tie and everything. And yeah, because the, the gathering was playing. Yes. So you were up and you were dancing around and all the Irish guys were coming up getting you drinks and all. Yes. <laughs> and the only thing I bailed after that so I could go home and sober up so I could Because you knew this Irish one was yes. coming. Yes. <laughs> so being um, Irish and all, just yeah. wanted to get a bit of a background as to what were you doing in Ireland and why did you decide to move to Australia and how often do you get back, to, back home? So I left Ireland 2016. I finished school in 2014, would have been, and I did two years of a hairdressing course. And I finished my last exam, and the next day I was on a flight. So I knew from a very young age that I didn't want to stay at home. Yep. I didn't want to settle at home. So I was planning on always going, and then I met my boyfriend nine months before. I planned on going, and I was like, look, I'm going either way, and he... Tagged along with me and... So you brought him out with you? Brought him, he'll say it differently now, but yes, I brought him out with me um, and yeah, came over and still here now. Awesome. So yeah, and when I went back last time, it was just before COVID, so it was Christmas 2019. Yep. So you, we've been here now nearly six years in May. Cool. So yeah. So you're looking forward to getting back there as soon as yeah. the borders open up? Yeah, it'll be nice to go home and see mom and dad because I haven't seen them in... Yep. Nearly two years. So. Have they, did they get out to Australia? In- uh, they planned on coming out in the February of this year. Yep. Um, but obviously that didn't happen because it was all closed. Yeah. So we won't talk about that COVID. We'll move on from. It's it's not a good not a good thing, is it? Really? No, it stopped us from all traveling at it the moment. Did. 
So when you got out to Australia, so what sort of work were you doing when you arrived? And So when I um, first came to Australia, I landed in Sydney and we were meant to be actually settling in Sydney because I had a cousin here when we first came and her partner at the time was going to get a job in Sydney, but that fell through. So we ended up coming back to Brisbane and I struggled to get work big time. When I first came, I think it took me about four or five months to get work. Yep. Um, but I ended up doing cleaning for an Irish fella that worked, that had a business here. And I did that for a little bit. And then I found another Irish lady that did residential cleaning. So I did that for a while. And then she went back home and I ran that business for about a year, year and a half. But in yep. the meantime, with that, I was doing bar work. And then... What else did I do? I was in an office doing at an ATO, is it ATO? Um, do like courses. The tax office. Oh no, not the tax office. An RTO? RTO? To do courses and stuff yeah. like that. So I was in that for a while and then I said I needed a change. I needed to figure out what I want to do. I was 24 at the time and I was like, I need a career. So I decided, oh, I might do disability. So started off with disability and that's now where I am now. I haven't looked back. back. Yeah. Were you aware of people with a disability back in Ireland or had been exposed to it along the way at any point? I personally haven't really, don't really know anyone with a disability until I started working in the field. That was just sort of like a light switch moment, like I need to do something different. Yeah, I needed something, a career. Yeah. Because I was just doing something for work. I wanted something for a long term. So that answers why you became a support worker. Yeah. You just needed a life change. I needed a life change and I needed something different. And I've all, my aim of the game was to do disability with kids because I love kids. Yep. So I, I was going to do childcare, but I wanted to do something different. So disability with kids was the way I was going to go. But just at the moment, it hasn't ended up like that. So so how did you become involved with adult, working with adults and with a disability? So I actually have a friend that works in the field already. Um, I met her when I came here and I just approached her and said, look, I need, I would like to maybe start doing some shifts. And so I started off with a couple of hours each week, but I was still in the office job. Yep. So I was just doing that part time. And so how did you get training? How did you get involved? Like, was there an agency that you went through originally or? So at the start I was with an agency and then COVID hit and I lost my job in the office. And then I worked with the agency full time for maybe six or seven months. And then I was in a car accident. So that put me out of work for a bit. And then I'm now just working for myself. Yeah. So doing personal care yeah. as yourself, working yeah, clients. Yeah, working for myself, yeah. Do you have many clients at the moment? So I currently have three. So I've Joanna just, just was on with you. Yeah. I have you sometimes and then I have another client called Emily. Yeah. So, so you got a, yeah. a variety. A variety. Yes, I do. <laughs> and um and like with your training, did you get much training or is it mostly on the job? Like how do how did you Mostly, most of my training was on the job. Yep. On the job, yeah. So when I um, had the accident, I was four months off work. Yep. And in that time, I took advantage and I got my Cert 4 in disability. So okay. I just um, used Joanna as all my examples. I did it through RPL. So yep. a lot of, jo- like Joanna covered a lot of what I needed okay, to do. awesome. Yeah, yep. so it was good. I yep. got that under my belt, so. So having a, like a worldly lived experience, um, has this helped you along the way or been able to 
work with support, like as a support worker and opened up? Definitely. It definitely has opened my mind more because I left home so young. I was only just turned 20 leaving home and that's not really a thing to do in Ireland. Like that's pretty young. Um, so how old do they normally go when they leave? Like I have a few friends only leaving now to go places, but yeah, I was, I took the step pretty young. I just finished school. I had no job really at all. I worked in the shop, but I had no experience at home. Yeah. I just took that step to go and do it because I hate, I didn't like living at home. Yeah. So So having the multiple jobs, having different experiences has helped you along the line as being a support worker. Yeah. And to deal with the tough situations. Exactly, that- yeah. And I'd, I I have to be for myself. I can't run back to mum and dad all the time because of the time difference and everything. So I have to make my own decisions and yeah. think, like talk to other people around me, not just fall back on family. Yeah. So, so is that talking to your partner or do you have other support workers or other people that you talk to along the um, way? Or? I mainly just talk to Bill or just friends, like yep. to see what their advice would be and see what way I go and what I do. And yeah. Yeah. And with the role, like as a lot of people know, living with the disabilities has its challenges for us as someone with a disability, yeah. but also having support workers coming along, we also know that you guys bring a different skill set and it changes how we live our lives, yeah. good, bad and ugly, with like that attitude that a support worker, worker, yeah. support worker will bring in um, changes how we uh, interact with each other but also how our day is going to go ahead. Yeah. Um, how does that help along the way? Like have you had those challenges? I have. I'm a very bubbly, fast-paced person so yeah. – I do get on with things. I just get up, get on with things. And I think if someone's having a bad day and I come in and I'm like, oh, let's go, let's go. It kind of brings it out of them or it it helps along the way. It turns the corner for them. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, you, exactly. you, you can push push them to the the limit where you know they're going to either snap or just get over it, like kind of that way. Yeah. Yep. And on those days where it is hard and it's difficult, how do you cope? Do you take a, I'm going out for five minutes, I need a break because you have yep. longer shifts as well. Yeah. Yeah. If if it's getting too much, I'm like, nah, I need to go out yep. the room, make yep. sure whoever I'm with is safe and then just leave and yep. get my back together and let them cool down and then we'll go, go again. again. Go again. <laughs> and so that leads into, have you had, uh, like with care burnout, do you get care burnout or are you aware of what that is? I didn't think I did. <laughs> I'm a very go person. I go all the time. Joanna took me over to an island, Kuchimodlo. You literally cannot do anything on this island. You can yep. just walk around. And I'm not a person to sleep during the day or collapse or anything. But on this island, it just, I sleep. That's all I do. I just sit in the couch with the dogs and I just fall asleep. But that's your time out. Th- that's my time out, yeah. So you asked Joe every six weeks, when are we going away <laughs> type of thing? Well, I, I don't like doing it because I, 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 it's just me as a person. I hate yeah. sitting down not doing anything. I feel useless, but yeah. it, it, was, it is nice to just be able to do that. Yeah, that's, so that's worry. your chill out time. Yeah, yeah, it was nice yeah. to do that. So what is it that, what is some of the hardest and some of the, highlights you've come across over the that time of being a support worker like without going into the gory details what are 
what is a hard time? Like what is something that, or what is it that you may have found that was? The hardest time for me in this journey has to have been after my car accident. So I was obviously a very goal person. I was quite strong. I didn't have any issues like that. But after my car accident, my back and I had really bad sciatica, um, which made me off work for quite a bit. So you needed a support worker. I needed a, a support worker for myself. Yes. But getting back into it now it's getting easier like it did struggle I had to change the way I do things I had to to help bring someone up a bed I had to tilt the bed I had to do it a different way because I wasn't my body wasn't letting me do it the way I used to be able to do it and that used to frustrate me yeah so has that improved now it's starting to improve now because I'm nearly a year down the line and my back strength has definitely improved and my sciatica isn't as bad yeah are you a gym junkie I do like the gym, yeah, I do you the do, gym. You do the gym? Yeah. Do you do at 45 or anything like that? No, it's called PLC. It's a morning side, so I do that most mornings, yeah. So that helps with your strength it and does. core yeah. getting yeah. into it. And what are some of the highlights as a support worker that you've had at any crazy fun adventures, oh, nights there's, out? Yeah. There's a few fun adventures that we've been on, yeah. Going on the respite and stuff like that with them is is really good and you get to see a different side to people yep. like when they're out and they're that's what they enjoy so yeah yeah no it's been it's good that's definitely the highlights being it's able to ta- go away and stuff like that <laughs> so the coochie mode lies a big hit coochie was a big hit we just been to o'reilly's this weekend which was heart wrenching wrenching is that the word i'm looking for heart wrenching and exciting at the same yeah. time like and fun and stuff yeah oh that's awesome so, that's yeah. good to hear and you got to go with joe on the helicopter as well i did i got to go on the helicopter yes that was great crack yes so it was that's good. And I think you and I had a, we had a great time out at Whale Watching. We did, yeah, that was good. Well. We've seen yeah. loads. I think we got some the, flips and everything, got didn't some you, flips <laughs> on our big cruise ship. <laughs> we got, even got to see some dolphins, I think. We did. Yeah. yeah, we got to see a couple of dolphins, yeah. What does your family think of all your um, adventures that you get? they get to see on your updates? My family think it's like a holiday. <laughs> they think I'm just living the dream over here. So, yeah, they don't see the bad parts or the hard parts. They just yep. see the highlights. And have, they got, have you got people going, can I come out and do the same stuff? Um, my sister have uh, my sister studying nursing and she was like, oh, I'll just do support work like you. It seems to be pretty easy. I'm like, yeah, you try it, love, and see what you think. <laughs> <laughs> do a couple of clients and then come back and tell me what you think in exactly, the end. Exactly, yeah. So what's for you, what's, what was your biggest misconceptions around people with a disability or or coming into the field or not knowing Coming in with eyes wide open type of thing. So obviously I've never known anyone with a disability. So I knew what like a quadriplegic was or a paraplegic, whatever it's called. With paraplegic, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, I thought if you're a quad, you're a quad and you, your four limbs don't work. That's it. You, you yeah. can't be a quad with movement. Yep. But now obviously I understand that every quad is different. Every power is different. Every disability is different. So We're all unique. Yes, exactly. So that was my biggest thing. I was like, if you're a quadriplegic, you're you're paralyzed. That was it. You didn't have anything else to give. Yeah. That it. So that's my definitely. I was like, oh, okay. It was a shock because I, I even ask questions still to this day. Like, but if you're a quad, but how does that work and for you and not for him? And how does that, like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's interesting to get into it. But yeah, that was definitely my biggest wow. Yeah. Yeah. And with access and community involvement and the built environment and as as a support worker, when you are going away on the community outings and things like that, 
what is your role in those situations? Like what is it that you may have to do that's you've learned along the way that's helped you, helped you on other adventures? I found now being working in this industry, I'm always looking to see if it's accessible. I'm always seeing if there's a ramp around or if I'm seeing if there, if someone could get here if they were in a wheelchair and it, it opens your eyes more to look more around you to see what else is around yeah, and where, where ramps are and how you do this and how you do that and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it's you, definitely opened my eyes around the place. So you can come up with ideas yeah. and suggestions for, yeah. for your clients and go, mm-hmm. Hey, let's try this. I've seen this somewhere or yeah. whatever it is. And I know that when you and I went out one day for the whale watching that yeah. you were a lot more upfront to people about where I was sitting, what we needed to do and how that comes about. Yeah, because I've, I've done it. I did it before and, yeah, so I kind of knew where you had to go and what you had to do and how to do it and stuff, yep. yeah. So you've become more confident over time as well? Oh, definitely, yep. definitely, yeah. Yeah, but not afraid to get in Speak and Speak up, yeah. Yeah, yep. so I think that's the biggest part too is people are a bit too scared sometimes to mention about accessibility or yeah. can we move a couple of chairs and – Exactly, yeah. No, I, I that wouldn't bother me now. Yeah. I just do it like I would – Sometimes I don't even ask. I just get up and do it. <laughs> just get up and do it yourself. <laughs> yes. And I think that's also too, it gives the education to the staff of yeah. at a restaurant or whatever it is about saying, we just move a couple of chairs, we can all get in yeah. and, and have a bit of fun yeah, as well. Yeah, because restaurants and stuff should be aware of all that kind of stuff because yeah. people do come out, like people yeah. go to restaurants, you know, in wheelchairs and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's also, we're, we're paying to go out and have lunch exactly. or lunch and a dinner and if they don't have equitable access for everyone, they're missing out on three or four people's paying for dinner. So exactly. they're missing out on that. So I think the way of the world is everything's becoming more inclusive now. Mm-hmm. Everyone's aware that people with a disability are getting out and about and we have got money there to go and pay and the NDIS is supporting mm-hmm. carers that can go and spend a weekend with us so we're yeah. allowed to go and do that. So, yeah, it's great. It's great that you're not afraid to get out there and have a go. No, definitely that's, not. That's good. And the Irish accent probably <laughs> wows them over as well. It does. It does. I've got away with a couple of things over it. <laughs> but we get our wheelie stickers and we're able to do our little bit as well and help you out in exactly. that aspect of it. So what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into the care field? Like you said, your sister's like, oh, you come out and try and see what it's like, but – What's a couple of key points that you would suggest to someone? Take the step, just do it and don't back down over a little thing because, yeah, it, it's not worth it. In the long run, it gets much, it's like anything really. Like don't, if you don't like the first day, don't give up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't, something bad happens. Don't be. It, it is what it is. Get yeah. over it and get on with it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't be, don't be soft. Get on. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, we're in a situation where we're relying on someone to get us up and out of bed. And yeah. if you don't turn up, we don't get out of bed. Exactly. So yeah. there's consequences along the way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there are difficult times where there's also highlights that you get to go along. Mm-hmm. Have you found that, and I often find that with my support workers, that it, it could take two, three months to finally find your feet and get yeah. comfortable? Did you find that? I kind of fitted in straight away with Joanna. I, myself and Joanna kind of got on like a house on fire. I think because we're both from the other side of the world and yeah. we kind of very bubbly and we're very yeah. outgoing. We like to get out and everything like that. So we kind of clicked straight away. But yeah, I've, I've kind of clicked with all my clients that I've been. I've clicked yeah. with you straight away. I've clicked yeah. with anyone that I've ever worked with straight away. 
Yeah. But some people might find it more difficult than others, but it just depends yeah. on who you are and how your personality yeah. as well. I also, also think that you had the being open-minded and being able to listen and not being able to say, this thing. is how it's going to happen. It's yeah. like, no, you, you need to listen to the client, listen to what their advice that they give. Yeah. And I think also having that of the working with you over the time is that you you bring a different skill set too and being able to listen mm-hmm. um, and let us go through. But I think you also ask a lot of questions. I do. I'm not afraid if I'm, if I'm not sure on what to do, I'll say, do I do it like this? Or what do you want me to do? If, if there's a frenzy going on that I don't know what she's saying, but she's sore. So or someone's sore, like you just need to keep asking and make sure you're listening yeah. You can't, you can't just take it upon yourself to do something. You just yeah. have to listen and yeah. go with it. Okay. That's excellent. Um, so how has working in the disability field changed your life and opened up your way of thinking or like, I think we just talked about it just before yeah. that you've. Another thing with me is I wasn't, I never had fear in anything really. I never yeah. like with kids and stuff. As I said, I love kids and I'm always with kids. Yeah like at the park and stuff, if they fall or something, I'm like, oh, geez, be careful. Don't break your neck. And that's a big, that's a big expression at home. Careful or you break your neck. Yeah. But now seeing it actually ha- someone has happened to, yeah. you're like, you can't really say that because. Why not? Oh, it's a bit like, some people could be very tender to that. Like yeah. you, if you broke your neck, yeah, I've yeah. broke it. But like it could so easily happen. Yeah. And I never, I thought it had to happen through a big accident or a big, big thing happen. But slips, trips, and falls. Exactly. It's one of the biggest, yeah. one of the biggest things that get, puts people in a wheelchair quite easily. Yeah. Fall off a ladder, do something silly at work, and it's you just trip. a trip. Yeah. yeah. Can change Walk, your life. So, yeah. Walking to the shops, you trip over and you, yeah. Could be done. Um, so, you said you're not afraid to take, have a go at things. In um, your own time, have you been on holidays and tried something adventurous in your own? Um, we went to New Zealand. I did skiing and stuff like that. And I never, I swore I'd never probably ski or anything like that because I've had a ACL reconstruction in my knee. So I, w- I swore I'd never go through the pain that I've been through with that. Yep. And obviously skiing would be a big injury yes place. um but no I loved going skiing and we went to New Zealand to do it and it was amazing and jumped out of a helicopter or a yeah helicopter or a plane we did a skydive yep um so that was good I enjoyed that the heart was racing a bit for that but I really enjoyed it what's next on your bucket list of crazy adventures oh god I don't know I don't know we friends getting married in Thailand there in two years time so we'll go there and travel at that and See what comes, see what happens. See what happens. Just exactly. put it on a wing. Do you have a bucket list of activities or just take ah, it as it take comes? Take it as it comes, I think. See what yeah. happens, yeah, in the future. Yep. The final question I know you, you're so nervous on. If you can invite three people along to a dinner party, dead or alive, Tiff, who, uh, who's I'd on? invite four. I'd bring mom, dad, and my two sisters because they're a bit of crack. <laughs> Good old family. Good old family. Get them all out. Exactly. Get them all out for Ireland. Yeah, and, get them all out and have a big party here. That'd be awesome to <laughs> be awesome to have um, your family come out. It soon. would, yeah. But hopefully uh, soon. Hopefully, in the borders open, mum and dad will come out. Yeah. So that'd be, that'd great. be good. So, It'd be nice to see the way I live over here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's good. Thank you, Tiff. Thanks for Thank joining us. Thank you for us. having me. No worries. <laughs> and um, yeah, we look forward to uh, talking to you soon. And Working with you in the future as well. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, Tiff. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Thanks everyone for listening and thank you to Cliff and the team for producing the podcast. Look forward to seeing you next time.